Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday. I'm Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher, and we're going to bend your ear a little bit and talk about what's interesting today in mortgages. And we're going to take a little bit of a spin today because let's just face it, uh, everything seems to be going well around here in the London and surrounding area. A lot of our properties have increased in value. For example, maybe you bought it for, you know, $350,000 and holy smokes, my neighbor just sold it for $500,000 and he didn't even finish the basement. And those are the types of stories that we're hearing in the office. But here's the problem that I'm having and, and it's kind of like bad habits. And that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Habits, habits toward your finances, because there's a huge shift. We can see it. We can feel it. Um, I know the pandemic has made a, a sudden change and a force to change how we work and how we live. But on top of that, how do we handle our finances? Because in case you didn't notice, the, the banks announced how much they made. And, you know, $42 billion the banks made this year. It was a huge year for the banks. And of course, you know, we need as consumers on how we need to put that money in our pocket. So that's exactly how Mortgage Teacher was created. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Again, if you haven't heard of Mortgage Teacher, look it up. Google Mortgage Teacher. Look it up on the old interweb. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> and take a look because please, thank you. Read the reviews. What we like to say here in the area and, and Hamilton, Kitchener, you know, we're growing. So thank you for all the comments. But it's not just getting the mortgage anymore. It's how are you going to get rid of it? It's like financial planning, but reverse. I know I luckily enough was just able to start investing, but only five years ago and I'm 44 years old. So, you know, I'm behind the times, but when you're building a business, it's tough to invest, right? So now I'm able to invest. Well, of course, it's tough for me to find that financial planner. It has to be a relationship. Very important. If I'm going to give somebody, you know, 50000 or $100,000 to invest, that's probably a very good relationship. I think gone are the days that you kind of walk into your local branch, put that money on the counter and say, here, invest this for me, please. A lot of people usually, a uh, 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 relationship is extremely important. Now, let's think of that habit. Let's think of that because that's, if we had money, it's going to be hard to give it to somebody. You know, oh, can I have $10,000 to invest for you? Well, you could lose that money. We've seen that since 2008. So the question is, you know, now that rates are really low, where's the opportunity that lies with us? And here's what I want to talk about. Because everyone's out shopping for a mortgage. To borrow money, people, in case you haven't noticed, all-time low rates. But why does the focus, when the, it's weird. And anyone in my business in lending is going to be shaking their head yes here. Because why is it when rates come down, you know, 2% or 2.99 or 1.99, whatever it is, why do people get tighter? Why do they fight for the lowest rate, the lowest rate? And I know, hey, it makes a difference, but to a, to a degree, maybe our focus needs to be elsewhere on the results, just like you were investing. And let me explain what I mean, okay? For example, everybody is different, but let's say you gave someone $100,000 to invest for 12 months. So you give that money to them. They send you a statement at the end of the year, you know, in the mail to say, here's, here's your results. Now, what would you look at? Would you not look at the balance of your account immediately? Is that where your eyes would go? The results. See what I mean? If you're, you know, I made 12,000 on my 100,000. I made 8,500. Oh, excellent. My balance is 108.5, right? That's typically what we would do. I hope because it's one thing I've learned through this pandemic is that when we are results focused, we make things happen. 
And that's, as long as we know the result, we make things happen. So let's take that kind of habit into our, our mortgage thinking, the same as the asset, as far as the investment. And what I mean by that, when your results focused on your investment, do you, did you guys all say, yes, I would look at the balance to see how much I made? Let me ask you this. When was the last time you got your year-end mortgage statement? That was probably back in January or February. So we're getting it soon. Let me ask you this, and I call you out on it. Do you know how much you pay off in your debt? If on an investment, you would automatically look at the balance. Do you know what your balance is of your debt? For example, in your mortgage, do you pay off 8,500 a year? Is it 8,620? Is it 12,400? Is it 3,500? Do you know how much you pay off? And here's what shocks me. We've, I've asked about 300 people in a row and hardly anybody really knows how much they're paying off. Everybody knows their interest rate. Oh, I got 2.44. I drove to Toronto and got the lowest rate or I talked to this guy online or whatever it is. We all focus on the lowest rate. But the funny thing is we don't really focus on the results. Who taught us that? Because if I'm investing, I'm looking, I'm results focused. But why on debt am I only rate focused? So here's what I've noticed. And here's where the opportunity lies. Because as an advisor or as a father, hello, what are we going to teach our kids? Because we are at pandemic rates. And let's go back in time. And I know I'm going to struggle on the radio explaining this, but let me try. If I showed you a graph, if you look up Bank of Canada five-year bond, Google that. I use investing.com. That's the graph that shows up for me. But the point I'm getting at, Google Bank of Canada five-year bond. And you'll find this graph up and down, up and down. And then play around with how far back you can go. If we go back in time, we saw January 2015. We saw the five-year fixed hit 2.99 for the first time ever. First time ever. You know, we've seen rates of 18%. 8%. In 2007, the five-year fixed was at 5.65%. Those were good rates at that time. All of a sudden, we start getting into 2.99. And I remember this in 2015. People are like, well, I got 2.89. Well, I'm looking for 2.79. Well, I saw 2.69 advertised. Here's the funny thing, folks. 10 basis points is what we call that in my world. Okay. So point, you know, 2.6 to 2.5 to 2.4. What's the difference? That's 10 basis points. Now on the average mortgage in London, that is about $22 a month, $22 a month. So, you know, you're going to leave your banking institution, go to another place because they have a lower rate. And meanwhile, you save $22 a month. A lot of people don't look at that. They just look at the rate. Now here's where the opportunity lies, or here's where we're missing because of bad habits. How many people do you know or how many times have you just taken the rate from the bank? So, you know, what's the lowest rate? Oh, good. My payment's $732. Oh, oh, what's the rate? My payment is, you know, $698. What I'm trying to get at is I've been sitting down with people maybe as early as March when the pandemic started. And maybe they said they could afford $2,000 a month. No problem. Well, they go out house shopping and now here we are. They found their house, but the rates have come down so far that their payment isn't 2000 it's 1500 And that's what I want to focus on today's show is, folks, great rates. Fight hard. The, the rates are all-time low, but the biggest question I have for you, here's the challenge. What are you doing with it? What are we teaching our kids to do with it? What are we doing? What kind of habits are we setting up?
And that's what I want to talk about on today's show because I see a really bad thing trending and it's a really bad habit. And what it is, is if you look at this five-year bond graph that I'm teaching you about, you'll see in 2015, rates go down to 2.4, Okay, now those people are up for renewal. Now, throughout 2016, rates went up. If you got a mortgage in 2018, you're probably like, what are you talking about, Michael? I locked in at 3.8 or 3.9. I know you did because the five-year bond went up. Then in 2019, it came down again. We saw, you know, low threes and 2.99s again. Okay. And then all of a sudden now we've seen the pandemic rates. Boom. All-time low. We're seeing 2%, 1.99, 1.55, 1.6. All kinds of companies are jumping in on it. Right? We have small credit unions offering really low specials. Now, lo and behold, sometimes you got to pay a monthly fee to be a member. So I saw one scenario the other day. They can go for a lower rate. So 0.2 lower. That's quite a bit. You know, say 2.4 to 2.2. That's a way lower rate. Funny thing is it actually only changes the payment $16 a month and you had to be a member at this union, which was $24 a month. So at the end of the day, you got the lowest rate, but you're actually $8 a month worse than you would have been. That's the type of things we point out here at Mortgage Teacher. Now let's get back to a break. I just noticed, wow, we got talking here, but I'm going to pick this up right when I get back. Okay. I'm Michael Mollis, president of Mortgage Teacher. And what we're talking about today is I see a bad habit trending and let's talk about what we can do and create some automation for a good habit. We'll be right back after this. Hey everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you didn't change that dial and I caught your ear like I was hoping to do because we're talking about something a little bit different today. And in case, you know, you don't know who this is and you just tuned in. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. That's just what we do. We give unbiased advice. You know, I got a call this week that, you know, I'm up for renewal next week. I close in seven days. Here's what my bank's offering me. You know, is this reasonable? Yeah, that's a great rate. Go ahead. You know, we're out to make sure we have a trusted, unbiased source to help us. And, and that's what we're going to talk about in this show, but to help us not only get a mortgage, because it's easier to get a mortgage now, folks, but who's going to help us get rid of it? And we do it for free. And we create, and like I said before the news break, an automated plan. That's the gift of today. And I started thinking just recently, like I've said it before on the show, I'm 44 years old, 44 years young, sorry. And I live out in the Dorchester area. And sometimes, you know, like through the pandemic, my bank, my branch was closed. It was inconvenient. I had to go to Ingersoll to do some banking. But I learned something through it. And here's what I learned. How much banking has changed for me in the last, you know, 20 to 30 years? Let's think back. You know, I was getting my first paycheck in the 90s. And I was asked to, you know, not go into the branch. Can you please deposit that in the machine? Well, it was relationship-based. I wanted to go in and see the people I knew, my mom's friend that worked at the bank. I wanted to go in and say hi. But I felt like there was a push towards technology. Now, that has gone light years now, tapping and, you know, um, as far as your chip card going through the drive through But let's think about this. Life insurance. Do you get your life insurance through your branch anymore? A lot of people get it through an insurance broker if you have life insurance. Investing, like I mentioned earlier in the program. If you did have money to invest, would you go into a branch, put it on the counter and say invest? Likely not. So why think about your biggest expense in your life? Why take bias advice from a sales strategy? Now, here's what I mean. What about car insurance? Do you get that through your branch anymore? Not as often as we used to. 
Not really. We usually go to a broker for that. Here's the one that really shocked me. I have a vehicle that I went into a dealership and they set up some financing for me and they said, Michael, how's this payment? I said, I like that rate. I'll take that. And to be honest with you, I, I thought it was from the dealership. It was Volkswagen at the time. So I thought it was a Volkswagen loan. Well, two months later, I got a withdrawal coming out from BMO. Well, lo and behold, I don't mind. That's fine. It's coming out of my TD account. It's just a vehicle payment. Between you and I, I don't really care where it's going. That's fine. But I thought back when I got my first vehicle, the way we used to do financing for vehicles was you walked into your bank. You asked, how much can I get a vehicle for? Back then I was only approved for $8,000. And then I went out and found a vehicle for $8,000. We always used to use our home branch for a vehicle loan, but now we don't. We never do. So I'm like, holy smokes, insurance, investing, vehicle loans. We don't use the branches for any of that. So then I started thinking even more and I thought, well, what about visas? Because I've been doing this for 20 years and sometimes I sit down with a first time home buyer and have to teach them to go build your credit. So I would, of course, send them to your bank, get a credit card. But I don't see that coming in. I see Costco cards and Canadian Tire cards and, you know, uh, Walmart cards. Or, or sometimes I see cards with their favorite hockey team on the card. Whatever it may be. So I'm just noticing that we don't just get our credit cards through the lending institution. So now vehicle loans, credit cards, insurance, investing. Holy smokes. People, we've changed. We naturally don't really use our branch for anything. And then this happened. I have five business checks to go deposit into a business account. Through COVID, they were building up on me. So I go, I go out to the Ingersoll lineup. <sighs> I'm in line for an hour. I finally get to the front of the line. Don't you remember these inconvenient times? And the young gentleman says, Michael, you, you didn't even need to come in here. Look, you can take your phone, scan it like this, and deposit the check into the account. Now, I'm sounding like a dinosaur. I get it. I knew that, but I didn't know I could do it through my business through the phone, to be honest with you. So lo and behold, this is what he says. He says, you didn't even need to come in here today. And I kind of looked at him and said, wait a minute. You mean to tell me the only thing I really use the bank for is banking, day-to-day -day banking. That's what I use my advice for. And I was just told that I don't even need to come in for banking. I can just do it all online now. So wow, that really opened my eyes on then if we don't use the bank for really anything, even banking, because I don't have to, I can just do it online then why would people walk into their branch and take their advice on their biggest debt in their life, their mortgage? Because we just pointed out, we really don't use branch advice for any of these things anymore, naturally. And I get a lot of calls that people don't want all their things at one institution. They want them spread around. So this is what I see trending. Now, the biggest threat to this is our advice, our habits. We've always just gone to the bank, asked for a rate, shook our head. Yes. Well, here's the problem, folks. Remember that bond graft I was talking about earlier in the show? And in case you don't know, you can look up, you know, Bank of Canada five-year bond. Google that and look at a graph if you can, okay? And you'll see in 2015, it went down, then it went up, and now it's all-time low again. What I'm trying to get at is there's, there's a certain people that they took a lot of mortgage. A lot of people refinanced. Like 75% of the country got a mortgage in 2015 and 16 when rates were two and a half. Now those people are up for renewal. And they're expecting to see those rates again. Here's the issue I'm having, folks. It's not going after the lowest rate. I challenge you. And this is what we do here at our office. We help you. What are you going to do with it? It's not just getting the lowest rate. It's what are you going to do with it? And here's what I'm seeing trending. And this is making me a little worried. 
in Canada, and I, I hope you know this, if you don't, it's because good for you, you haven't needed to qualify for a mortgage since 2016. But on January 1st, 2016, Canada got hit with what we call the stress test. It means no matter what rate you get, 2%, you still have to qualify at 5%. It's 4.79 now. But back then they put this rule in place that no matter what, how low the rates go, you have to qualify at 4.79. So let's think about it. When government sets guidelines for us, we have always trained ourselves to not set the bar that low, set the bar higher. For example, how much are your taxes on your house? I bet your house would sell for more than that. Government sets the bar low for us, for us to achieve things. Now, here's my concern, because the way we were raised in banking is get your payment and, you know, make your payment. But that's when our parents were paying 18% and 8%, right? Now that rates are all time low, I challenge you again. What are you doing with it? Here at Mortgage Teacher, I don't just want to say, you know, here's your mortgage, take care. No, no, no. Let's help you. Let's help you pay this off. Who's going to help me pay this off? And we do it for free. Now, here's what I'm seeing in the office, for example. Had a scenario just yesterday that from one rate to the other was only $22. So if I, you know, whether it's 2.2 and, and two, you know, 1.99, that is 0.2 difference. And that was a difference of $44 a month. But here's my concern. If you type the rate in of 4.79, like the government sets the bar, that was $600 more a month. So what I explained to the clients is, listen, This is what you should be paying off. And they said, we can afford that. And I said, good, do it. What I'm talking about, folks, is we're going to all run into each other in 10 years, hopefully socially out and about and picture us. Let's let's do a little vision. Picture us downtown Victoria Park. Another rock the park opens up. okay? and we're all down there talking. And we say, Michael, remember when the rates were 2 percent, 1.75. Do you remember those days? Oh, I, there's going to be two Canadians and, and who do you want to be? And this is what I'm going to leave you with in today's show. Don't just worry about the lowest rate, but what's your strategy and what are you going to do with it? And that's the kind of plan we design for free here at Mortgage Teacher. Now, when I run into you in 10 years, here's the one of two people. And who do you want to be? Number one is, oh, Michael, remember when the rates were, you know, as low as 1.75 and wow, I... I actually got had a payment of $700. My life was so great back then. I could afford so much more, right? Because money was cheap. Or do you want to be this person? Michael, remember when the rates were down to 1.7 or 2%? Wow, I really took advantage and paid my principal down. Folks, I see people coming in and they're getting a payment of $700 a month. They're happy with that. But then you look and they're only paying $4,000 off per year or $5,000. If there's a stress test and the government is making us set the bar at 4.79, then as an advisor, as parents, who are we to teach our kids, our first-time home buyers, to set the bar that low? Folks, I'm into hockey and that's called a suicide pass. Don't let people set the bar low. Play with your mortgage calculator at 5%. Set your payments there. And what I mean, don't just, don't make it go into the mortgage company. Go and create a new bank account and have the difference, like $550 biweekly, whatever the difference is, and just have that move automation to a different bank account. Let it warm up there like an incubator account. Let it sit in there and warm up until, you know, you put it down on the mortgage. This is the type of strategy we teach at Mortgage Teacher. Folks, if I've caught your ear at all today, please spread the word. It's not just about getting the lowest rate. It's what are you going to do with it? We have to make a difference while rates are low. 
And that's what we're doing around here in London. Look up Mortgage Teacher. No offense, but that's why we're getting all the reviews. So I thank you. And if I caught you here again, feel free to reach out and we'll do the same for you. Again, I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher and I am signing off to go spend some time with the family and I hope you do too. All the best, folks. Take care.